Hi, I'm Steve from The Rooted Podcast, and I hope you can join me every weekday for a five-minute or less devotional word study or insight into Scripture to add to your day. Welcome to Fruit Snacks. Hey everyone, in today's word study, we are going to look at a very common word in church and in Christian circles and in the Bible, and that is the word grace. When we think of grace and we think of it from an English language perspective, it can take on a bunch of different meanings depending on its context. It can certainly mean approval, favor, even things like mercy or pardon, special privileges, But it can also mean things like a charming or an attractive trait if someone is said to be graceful. It can mean ease or that something is easy, for instance, saying that she moves with grace. It can also mean that someone's considerate or thoughtful, someone's very gracious. The question for us is, is that how the Bible uses it? Or does the Bible mean something else when it talks about grace? The Greek and Hebrew words themselves have a lot of overlap with some of the ways that we use it in English. Generally speaking, the words for grace can convey this idea of goodwill, of favor or kindness, and also some sort of benefit or reward, but also this idea, and I think this is a key one, of acceptance, that something is acceptable or has become acceptable because of grace. I want to look at a handful of New Testament passages that use the Greek word And the first one is going to be in Romans chapter 6, verse 14. And to summarize, Paul is essentially wanting the Roman Christians to know that while there was a time when they had to submit to sin before they were believers, they are no longer under that system. They have been freed from that obligation because they are under God's favor, his grace. It is God's kindness and his pardon that has allowed them to escape the burden that they were under. Three more examples come from the book of 2 Corinthians. In 2 Corinthians 1.12, this word occurs, and Paul is trying to convey here that he and his companions are not trying to build themselves up or make a name for themselves through their ministries. Instead, they are comparing their dependence on God's favor and his goodwill, his grace, rather than their own wisdom, which stands in contrast to the way that other apostles and traveling ministers were conveying their authority. They were puffing themselves up. They were, they were talking about all the things they had accomplished. And Paul says, instead, we're very dependent on God's grace. And that is basically the only thing we can boast about. In 2 Corinthians 6.1, Paul also is giving a warning to the Corinthian Christians to act upon their status as the recipients of God's grace, his favor, and his kindness, almost as if he is encouraging them not to waste it. And then lastly, in 2 Corinthians 9.8, we see that Paul wants the Corinthians to stop seeing the limitations of their circumstances and to see what God can do through them instead. God doesn't just give a little. When he gives, he gives above and beyond, and it is his desire for us to do the same. Now, if you look at many, many more of the examples of this word grace in the New Testament, you will develop a much more 
well-rounded picture. But for our purposes here, in summary, it's interesting that when you take a much larger sample of the word grace, you come to a conclusion that grace in the Bible is not only used to describe what God does and how he does it, but it also has to do with who God is, that God is himself overflowing with kindness and joyful generosity. And when he gives, that is how he does it. So on that basis, the Bible seems to place a similar expectation on Christians as a reflection of God. It's one more way that we can bear his image and be a representative of who he is and how he intended for things to be in the world when he originally created it by giving above and beyond generously with kindness and with unmerited favor. 